Uh, welcome to ThumeCast. This is James Robertson. I'm here with Austin. Hello. And guest host Chris. And I'm not going to attempt to pronounce your last name. <laughs> that's, that's quite all right. Hello, everybody. And the reason we have a guest host and that there are fewer of us on is that Dongard just came out yesterday, and most of the crew use PC. I usually play on PC myself, actually in a virtual machine on a Mac, so I'm kind of a real outlier that way. But since they all play on PC and there's the 30-day exclusive, they don't have um, anything to say because they haven't seen the uh, DLC yet. So we're here with uh, Chris and Austin, since the two of us do play on Xbox, um, I've had to resurrect a character that I haven't looked at probably in months since I've been playing pretty much exclusively on the uh, PC. Austin, are you in the same kind of experience there? Yeah, I hadn't remembered what I'd been doing. I had to kind of get my bearings. I started up Skyrim. I was in the middle of a field somewhere. I didn't know where I was. (laughs) That's pretty much how I was, too. I I think I was in Whiterun, but I wasn't sure what I was doing. And the first thing that disappointed me when I started the, the quest, not with the DLC, but with being back in the Xbox, was that I got a weapon. I got the um, the crossbow, and I wanted to go back and smith the thing up and then enchant it. And, of course, if I were on the PC, I'd just go to Whiterun and do it all in one place. But since I'm on the Xbox, I had to fast travel halfway across Skyrim to do both things. So, yeah, small irritations. But, hey, you know, it's downloaded and we can see it. So, I guess, why don't we start with first impressions. Uh, how far How far did you get, Austin? Um, I killed the, uh, vampire dude. I don't know if that's the end of it, but I killed him. I'm not quite there yet. I'm just at the point where I'm supposed to go confront him. How about you, Chris? Um, I haven't gotten quite that far either as, uh, both of you. Um, I just got, uh, I went Dawn Guard side, so I just got the, uh, the daughter. She just came to Dawn Guard, so that's where I am. You know, that was that kind of um, surprised me when we when you start the quest and you go find the, the girl and she's in that uh, sarcophagus, I guess, really, in the one dungeon you're in. That kind of flipped me. I didn't really expect to find a person in there. And then second, I was a little surprised that I'd be working with a vampire, even though I was siding with the Dawn Guard. Yeah, same here. And I, I was kind of weirded out at first because I... Cause I, I when I first started playing it, I was I was strictly going to go Dawn Guard, and then I, I push that button, and that spike comes up and jabs me in the hand, and I start freaking out. I'm like, oh no, I hope I, I hope I'm not turning into a vampire now. Cause That's pretty much what I thought too. I was wondering if that was an indirect route into being a vampire with the way that happened. Yeah, I was just trying to avoid those red things those vampires were throwing at me. I didn't want to be a vampire at all. That's why you take the werewolf gift from the companion so that you don't have this problem. Yep, that's exactly what I I did, too. (laughs) Sorry, Austin. I just didn't take the werewolf thing. Actually, I had cured myself. I only remember this because I'm looking at the active effects and noticing that my character was not a werewolf. I had it mixed up with the guy I was playing on the PC. But it turns out that if you go back to the Companions, and my character had married Ayla, so it was easy, and ask, you can get the gift of werewolf back. They just give you a small lecture about how flip-floppy you are about it, and then they give it back to you. They probably did that because of the new achievements and the new perk trees. Probably. I I hadn't noticed that it was ever there before as a conversation option. Yeah, they added a lot of new stuff. Yeah. 
I don't remember that either. Has so. anybody tried any of the new perks for werewolves? I mean, I haven't even consumed anybody. From what I understand, you have to eat a dead. You have to eat somebody you've just killed, and they can't be undead. So you have to eat a person or an animal in order to get the werewolf perks. Not me. I was going to try that, but I had something else come up. <laughs> I guess I'll try that later. Well, that was kind of going to be my next step before I went and uh, confronted Harkin. I was going to go kill something and see if I got anything useful by eating it. Because in the in the main game, the werewolf perk, we've talked about this before, the werewolf perk just doesn't seem to be that useful. You're not, you're underpowered, you're wep- you, know, you don't have any of your weapons, so you've just got your claws, which if you've been smithing, aren't nearly as powerful as anything else you've got. Correct. So it's, it just doesn't seem to be be that useful, but hopefully this will ameliorate some of that. Now, you, Austin, you've got Orioles, uh, what is it, Orioles bow or whatever you pronounce that, the, the sun bow? Yeah, Orioles bow. Blah, bow. <laughs> yeah, you're doing the same thing I did. So that bow, I went and smithed that up. How much damage do you have yours doing? I didn't do anything to it i was at the base okay so i think it's a 53 i went back to white run with that and i took an elixir of blacksmithing and went to the smithing stand with the, the moonstone which is what you have to use and got it to 114 so it's now the best bow i have wow i did it with the i did that with the enhanced crossbow yeah i got I that think it thing. does like 200 or something okay well you're better than me i think i've got that at like 110 or something so it's not nearly as good as yours Oh, wait, you said enhanced crossbow. Is that not the first one you got? No, you have to go and find these uh, schematics for uh, from a you know, Dwemer Ruin or something. Oh, all right, I haven't done any of that. I've just got the first one. And I ran out of crossbow bolts anyway, and I had something like 500 and some odd ancient Nord arrows, so I just pulled my bow back out. Although I must admit, I like the sound the crossbow makes. I don't know that it's any better than the bow, but it certainly makes a more satisfying sound when you fire it. Oh, yeah, I would agree there. <laughs> this was a lot of fun to wa- to wipe things out with it. I can't aim with it at all. <laughs> it goes in a straight line. If you've been using the bow, you're expecting it to arc, and it doesn't do that. It pretty much fires like a bullet. Yeah, I did that first, too. I, I put it up over, over the target's head a little bit, expecting it to arc a little bit, and I was like, oh, okay, she shoots straight. <laughs> now, you haven't gotten as far, so you're probably not going to be able to comment on this, Chris, but uh, Austin, you went through uh, a little further than I have. Did you run into the two dragons that come out of the water when you went through the part where you're going to the various way shrines? Yeah, that scared the crap out of me. <laughs> yeah, that, that startled the hell out of me. I mean, I did see it in the down... In, they, they had a video they put out, so I remembered it when it happened, but it still startled me. I, I, I think I jumped out of my out of my easy chair. Those two things come up, and they're two pretty tough dragons. I thought they were those giant things um, fell in their head until they started flying. Yeah. Those giant worm things they have. Yeah, those are flying choruses, I think, which are which also startled the hell out of me. You know what they reminded me of from, from Fallout New Vegas? The um, Casadors? Yeah, that's the, the they reminded me of Casadors, and they ticked me off just about as much. Oh, no, I hated those things. <laughs> Well, there are plenty of those. Wherever you find Falmer, you now find those things. They're, they're oh. flying choruses. Wow. Yeah, and they suck. Nasty. The first time I ran them, it was dark in the place I was at, and I wasn't even aware of what I was striking. I just had my mace out, and I was just beating the hell out of something. I didn't even know what it was until I saw the body. Nice. Yeah, it just scared the crap out of me. Although, there is an irony part to what I'm doing in this game. 
this whole thing with the vampires instigated by Molag Ball, and you get the backstory. If you talk to Serena and you ask her all the questions, you find out that they basically went and gave their whole family to Molag Ball, which is why they're vampires. I'm going through this whole quest using Molag Ball's mace. That's the thing I'm using to whack everything. So I, I find it deeply ironic that, that uh, I'm using his mace to whack all of his followers. <laughs> That's ironic. Yeah, well, I'm having a lot of fun with it. And, and also, this character has 100 skill with archery, so using the crossbow and the bow don't help me at all. And I think my one-handed was still around 78 or 79 with this character, so at least using it, I'm still leveling. Slowly, but at least I'm leveling, whereas you know, using the bow, I can kill anything that comes at me, but I gain nothing from it. Right. Yeah, which is kind of annoying, but there it is. <laughs> it works. Yeah. Now, the the thing I wanted to ask about the way shrines, I, you know, you, you ran into the dragons, but I also had a lot of trouble, initially at least, finding my way between them. It didn't seem at all clear to me. It, it took a couple of efforts for me to figure out that they always wanted me to go back to that one area where all the way shrines are. Because first I, I went back to the stupid cave because that was one of the portals in the first way shrine, and then I noticed all my all the uh, quest markers went away. And it seemed to me in a couple of places in this, like uh, when you go into the afterlife part, the uh, or the soul trap part, the soul cairn, I guess it's called. Mm-hmm. There aren't really... There are a couple of things that happen in there where there are no quest markers, where it can be very hard to find things, or at least very... I guess there's not... It's not that there are no quest markers. There's no real map. There's just a local map, and it's not that detailed. Yeah, I spent like two hours looking for that horse skull. No, I, did, I gave up on that. Did, where, did you I gave up it? and then found it when I was walking to the <laughs> marker. Okay, so where did you find it? Because I had no clue where that thing was supposed to be. It's right near the um, gate where um, Serena's mom is or whatever. It's right near there, and there's a bunch of like uh, souls worshipping this tower. And then you go over there, and you get uh, attacked, and the skull's in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I didn't realize that was the skull. I think I actually walked by that then. Just had no idea. Okay. Yeah, that, that just... No, not a clue. Now, did you go with the merchant with the 25 soul husks? Yeah, I used him twice. I used him once, and then I decided it just wasn't worth it, because he gave me a sword that was just fairly pointless. I think. What's, the, what's that all about? Iron Sorry. sword. Uh, yeah, he gave me an iron sword of sapping, and I already had that enchanting skill, and it wasn't that good a sword. And I was like, like, I care. I gave it to Serena. There's a merchant in the Soul Cairn area, and since he's just a just a wraith. He doesn't care about money, but you can pay him in soul husks. I don't know why, but he seems to think soul husks are valuable to him for some reason. So you can use that as currency. Oh, neat. Okay. So when you're wandering around there, you can gather 25 soul husks and then go trade it for something. Is it, um, is it advisable to, um, to use Mullig Ball's, um, mace, um, as a dawn guard? You know, I I thought that this is something that somebody should have mentioned. I would have thought that maybe Isran would have brought this up, but they didn't script that because I've not had anybody mention it to me. Now, it would have been kind of a cool thing if somebody mentioned it, if maybe somebody had held it against you that you were using, that you must be a minion of Moloch Ball, if they'd combined that with their distrust that you're wandering around with a vampire. That would have been really cool, but they didn't do that. Oh, okay. All right. They don't seem to pay any attention to what weapons you have other than the bow you're supposed to go fetch. Okay. It would have been a cool thing if they'd noticed. I would have thought that would have been a really nice touch, but no, it doesn't come up. Yeah, I thought it would um, because of the, the the mace being in the game already and him you know, already being a part of it. 
and uh, this DLC being a, kind of a backstory for him. So, well, I think they it would have been a nice touch if they had done that, and I would have thought it was really cool if they had done that. But unless there's something I've missed, it didn't come up, and I would have thought Isran would have gone off onto a rant about it since he goes off on a rant about you bringing in a vampire. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> Although I'm, I'm kind of curious. I'm, I'm, and I'd rather Austin didn't spoil it for me. But I'm kind of curious whether she stays loyal or goes over to the other side at the end. I'm, I'm kind of curious about that. But I'll wait until tomorrow when I have time to do it. It just seemed to me that there was a real opportunity for a plot twist there if they wanted to take it. Yeah, right, right from the get-go, she just. I mean, right when you released her, I would agree with you. She, she seemed kind of sketchy, like at first, like she could go both ways. But uh, I mean, I, I posted on on the Thumcast uh, fan page, you know, that she she pretty much seemed like a good vampire. Yeah, I mean, insofar as there are any. <laughs> yeah, if, if there is any, that's true. But yeah, she seemed okay. I mean, I, there's even a, a set of questions you can go down with her to ask her if she wants to be cured, and then she'll tell you, no, this is a gift, I don't want to be cured. Oh, I'm, I didn't even get that far with her yet. Okay. It's right at the beginning you can ask her. I mean, you can probably ask her anytime, but I went through all the conversation options with her to see what things she'd tell me. And one of the things that you can ask her is, do you want to be cured? And she gives you a are-you-crazy kind of response to that. Huh, okay. Yeah, and if you bring it up again, she gets mad. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of the same way Ayla would give you are-you-crazy if you ask her if she wants to be healed from being a werewolf, I think. Ah, uh, got it. Yeah, so it's it's... It's that kind of thing. But, yeah, she seemed okay. I mean, she, she sides with you and she fights with you. And Now, I think the toughest battle I've had, honestly, wasn't the two, vamp- the, the two dragons, although they did, uh, they did startle the hell out of me. It was when you go and find the uh, – well, actually, this is going to be a bit of a spoiler for you, Chris uh, – when you find the second snow elf. Oh, cool. Uh, Vrothier, or whatever his name is, the guy who's the, uh, who's the, uh, the arch curator or whatever of the way shrines. That is the toughest fight I've had so far because the creatures he's got under his control just come in waves and waves and waves and don't stop. Wow. Yeah, he's a pain in the butt. Yeah, the fight fight against him directly at the end of it seemed kind of anticlimactic because he wasn't that tough. But all the things he sends at you, they just come in massive waves. All the boss <laughs> battles in this DLC are really like the their their uh their foes like before him are harder. Yeah, well, you know, the gargoyles can be pretty tough, too, the ones you meet in that castle. And I, I had the damnedest time in the castle. When you do the first mission through the castle with Serena, I don't know how many times I got lost trying to find my way out of that place. Maybe I'm just Wait, bad at maps. you got back from the Soul Cairn? Yeah, when you get back from the Soul Cairn, you're trying to get back out of the place. You just walk out the balcony door right there. See, I walked out that door and decided that wasn't the way out, so I walked back out the, the long way. Oh, I just kind of scrabbled out. Oh. <laughs> That's obviously... Well, then take that as a hint if you're listening. That's what you should do. Take Austin's advice and walk out the stupid balcony door. I, I tried to go back out the way I came, and that took me about an hour of wandering back and forth in circles. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I couldn't figure out which way the map was telling me to go. It's like the Fallout maps. At some level, they're inscrutable. Right. At least the indoor ones. The ones outside aren't so bad, but indoors, they're just... They're still meaningless. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that that was probably the toughest fight. I guess there were some tough fights against gargoyles in there. Although I, I didn't have too much trouble with them because every time I got into trouble, I just go into stealth. And my character, this character, I took through the thieves guild and took a bunch of sneak perks. So he's pretty invisible when he gets into crouch. 
And if I think got too tough, I just crouch and start hitting people with the bow. <laughs> well, figure if he Very can't nice. be seen, he can't be hurt, which is pretty true. That that and that fifteen percent chance to put paralyzed things comes in handy. Very nice. Yeah, I got that on the on my bows as well. Yeah. Now there's also a new boss for the uh, Falmer too. There's a part of the Falmer, and actually, you get more Falmer backstory by the way. Um, I'm not going to go into what it is since you haven't haven't gotten this far, Chris. But there is more backstory on the Falmer that you get out of the whole quest line involving the two snow elves. Mm-hmm. And yes, everybody that said that there had to be snow elves, and we all thought they were wrong because then we found out it was going to be Dawn Guard and, and and stuff. There are snow elves in this DLC. There's not a lot so far. There's only two, but there mm-hmm. are snow elves, and you get some cool backstory on the Falmer. That's that's awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, there's some cool stuff in this. I mean, they, they, they fill in a lot of backstory, and like, like uh, we said about some of the bosses, there are some bosses that are just pretty darn tough. And, you know, some of the, you know, the, the, I think it's the gargoyles are hard. There's a new Falmer boss that's hard. Those two dragons that come up out of the ice. The Soul Karen dragon. Yeah, that's an interesting one, though. Did you, uh, did you talk to him at the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he gives you. Uh, he basically becomes another dragon you can summon, and he gives you a shout yeah, if you keep you calling shout. him. Yeah. Wow! Yeah, that's so you get a second dragon. I mean, from the first, from the beginning quest, you know, the main quest, you get uh, Odaving you can summon. This is another one, although he won't. He doesn't stick around as long because he's um, he's partly soul trapped. So, but you can call him in and and have him. I guess do uh, do small favors for you, so he'll join for like one combat. I haven't tried that yet. I think I've forgotten mostly, and a lot of this stuff has been indoors, so I've completely forgotten to do it. But yeah, you get another dragon. There are more shouts, and there are shouts in a couple of. There's one achievement dealing with shouts, and I don't think I've gotten any of those yet. It's called Soul Tear, and I'm not even sure what it is. That's the one with um, the dragon from the Soul Karen. Oh, is that the one? You learn his shout, and then you get that. So the achievement is by learning all parts of it and then summoning him? You summon him three times, and he'll teach you each part every time you summon him. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. Okay. Well, that's an easy achievement to get then. Yeah. I didn't know that. Okay. Well, so I guess uh, I've played through that part as far as that. Uh, basically, we've all... Austin and I seem to have gotten roughly to the same part. Chris, you're a lot less in. So I guess... Uh, Kind of first impressions. What do you think? It's a pretty big DLC. Uh, Austin, what what are your thoughts on this compared to say the the other quest lines in the game? Um, it's not terrible. I had doubts at first because it was kind of a slow start. Yeah, it kind of felt like go fetch this, go fetch that. Yeah, some of it. The beginning did seem a little fetch questy, but it picked up. I mean, I at this point, I I think I like this quest line. Better than the main dragon quest part, and maybe maybe my opinion will change if the end battles are, are anticlimactic. Because the thing I had against the main dragon quest was that the fight against Halloween at the end is very anticlimactic. It wasn't hard enough. I think there's even a mod for PC that'll make it harder. <laughs> but this this one seems at least as good as the, any of the quests in the main game. I mean, they it's I think it's worth the twenty bucks. What do you think so far, Chris? I think it's um I think it's worth the twenty bucks as well. Um um just a few things that probably weren't mentioned, you know, when you first get to Dawn Guard, I actually thought I was um seeing things because every time, like you said, they were 
he was sending you on fetch quests and stuff. But every time I came back to Dawn Guard, there was something new um, at Dawn Guard. You know, there was a, a wall that was put up, a wooden fence, and and then uh, it, back in the area where the those trolls are kept, that was built up too. And it was like every time you came back. You know, those guys were always saying that he was trying to fix it up and make it better and everything. Every time you came back, the the castle was changing. And, and I, I thought that was really cool. I thought I was seeing things at first. I was like, hey, I didn't see that before. What's going on? Um, did you guys notice that too? I did notice it now that you mentioned it. I didn't think too much of it at the time. But yeah, that's that's another thing that's cool about this in an immersion standpoint is that Things are changing as you go through. And, you know, I, I made this comment. I was talking about uh, this with a couple of other people recently. And I was comparing this kind of mentally to some of the things in, in Mass Effect 3, which I also play. And I'm not going to get into the endings because nobody wants to hear me go off on the half-an-hour rant about that. <laughs> but the thing about a game like Mass Effect 3, just in terms of the world, compared to the world of Skyrim, is that you feel like in Skyrim... As you walk around, stuff is happening, even if you're not involved in it. There are people having conversations. There are things like you just mentioned with walls going up and things changing. You feel like the world is alive and moving, whether you're doing something with it or not. Mm -hmm. In a game like Mass Effect, it really is an old-school game where if you're not interacting with something, it's like it's off-paused. Right. I think that's a real difference between Skyrim and a lot of the other games I play is that Skyrim is alive. The, you know, you walk through the world and the world seems to just, it, it's, it's stuff is going on. Yeah, I, w I so agree with you on that one because that, that, I mean, just that alone for the, for the programming and, and the programmers to, to do that and change it up on you, um, you know, just in just one mission, you go off and come back, and there's this wall and a couple other added features, and the castle's cleaned up a little more. I mean, that was just to me that was like, wow, hey, I mean, they, I mean, it's not just a slapstick DLC put together. I mean, they they put time into it. Yeah, and the conversations change over time too. And this is another thing that contrasts with some of the other games I played. You know, there in Mass Effect Three, there were places I'd go where the conversation would loop and you'd go back and hear the same conversation loop over again. And you'd, you'd go back and forth between areas and you'd say, well, I heard that last time. And they'd go in this loop and, yeah, it was changing, but it was changing on a fixed loop like a record that was skipping. And in Skyrim, maybe there's some of that, but there certainly doesn't seem to be as much of it. The world just seems to be more adaptable. Yep, definitely. Or like in New Vegas where they're talking about the weather all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's there's some repetition. I mean, I'm not going to say it's perfect. They haven't perfected this stuff. It's just that Skyrim just seems more immersive that way, and I like what they've done with the DLC, with the thing that Chris just brought up about things changing. It just it feels like stuff is going on. It feels like you're involved in a world that doesn't just revolve around you. Stuff is going on whether you're involved in it or not. So I guess the next, the, fi the question I want to get to before we go out is... Is everybody going to play this from the vampire side after they finish the Dawnguard track? Yeah. And are you going to yes. use the same character, or are you going to use a different one? I might use a different one. Don't know yet. Yeah, I would, uh, I'm going to definitely do a, a different character and uh, go vampire on it. Yeah, see, I've already got another character on my uh, machine, on my Xbox. I've got a 
The guy I'm using now is level 51, and I'm putting him down the Dawn Guard path. I've got a level 37 assassin, and that character, I kind of played that character uh, as a um, completely self-interested narcissist. <laughs> Every time dragons came along, I had her actually run away from them. <laughs> nice. I just didn't care to be involved. I figured that's not my problem. Let somebody else deal with it. I was just playing the Assassin's Guild and the Thieves Guild quest lines with that character. Didn't care about any of the other quest lines. Didn't care about anything else that was going on. I was just interested in making money and killing things. And so I figured that character will hop with the chance to become a vampire and killing things even better. Just kind of doing a role play thing with it. Yep, I too have a, a second character set up. Um, he he was glitched out on me for a little bit on the Xbox. It was through one of the companions' um, end quests, um, going off and killing dragons for Farkas. And um, so I'm I'm hoping that with the DLC that they patch some things too for it, so that maybe I can bring him back and uh, try him out. Yeah, I should bring back one of my original mages and see if they unglitched the uh, companions for me. I had a character that was, we mentioned this in one of the earlier podcasts, where I was carrying around Sanguine Rose, summoned a Dramora, and got the companions and the guard fighting each other, and then the companions stayed semi-hostile to me the whole rest of the time. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering if that's fixed in one of these patches they put out. I mean, that was like back in 101, and now we're at one six. so for all I know, that glitch has been taken care of, but it was kind of entertaining at the time. <laughs> I don't know if this was added in the DLC or was added in a patch, but did you guys notice you can make arrows now? Yes, and it was added in the DLC. And there's dragon bone weapons. Yeah, yep. there was somebody mentioning in the Facebook group that they finally had a use for all the dragon bones they've got lying in a chest. Yep, Just exactly. pretty much how I feel about it, because I, I have, I don't know, some enormous sum of them lying around. I could probably make a bazillion arrows out of them. <laughs> Somebody, um, I, I don't know if it's true or not. You, well, you guys will have to have to look around. But somebody also told me that there will be more of a use for the dragon bones as far as making dragon armor. Well, that's interesting. I'm not sure what that would mean. I mean, right now you can smith it up to legendary, and you know, have all the effects from high enchanting skill and high smithing skill, and all the potions you can take. So, mm -hmm. I'm not sure what else they could do with that curious to see what they do yeah because i mean my smithing skills at 100 i don't even bother picking up uh, pelts from things anymore because there's not enough money in it and i see no reason to make leather anymore right yeah that's one thing i'd like to see i'd like to see a way to get maybe not more percentage skill because you know obviously if you're 100 you're maxed but i'd like to see some way to get to be able to smith things better you know or take any skill that you've maxed I don't know what they could do with this, but I'd like to see some way to have those improve even once they're all, all the way max. Some level of perks that you could get. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I, I guess I would uh, I would agree with you there. Um, I haven't quite gotten things up to 100 yet. I've got my speech and, uh, and alchemy close. They're at like 80 right now, but... Uh, um, I, I would, yeah, because once you hit 100, it's it's almost like, what's the point now, like you said? Well, that's why I don't use. I try not to use my bow in combat because even though I can kill things typically in one shot, I get nothing for it. Mm -hmm. Even though charging up them with my mace gets me in more trouble, at least I gain some experience from it. Yeah. Something that frustrated me is they took out the um, iron dagger glitch in one of the updates. Which iron dagger glitch was that? Where you can make uh, thousands of them and get your smithing to a hundred. Oh, oh, yeah. They, they made it so you can't just make iron daggers. 
<laughs> oh no. <laughs> yeah, you have to alternate with other stuff, I guess. Wow. That's how I always start my new characters, is just making iron daggers. Yeah. Uh, I, tend, I tend to go with the leather bracers because it's a little less expensive and I can go kill lots of deer. Yep, that's what I did too, is leather bracers. Alright, anybody have final thoughts before we wrap this up? Um, if you don't have it, I guess I would say, um, get it. Because, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I personally say that it's that it's worth it, and I'm looking forward to completing the Dawn Guard side and then flipping it and going vampire. Yeah, I think I have to agree, and I'd say if you're if you were looking at, uh, if you're the kind of person like I am who's played both Mass Effect and this, say something nasty about Bioware, and then give Bethesda your money. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, to wrap it up, have you missed an episode? Need to subscribe to the iTunes feed? Want to join the Facebook group and join the conversation there? Want to follow us on Twitter or join our Steam group? You can find all of these links and more at www.jarober.com slash thumcast, T-H-U-U-M-C-A-S-T. And that's a wrap. Bye, guys.